Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Sharon Tharp. Hi. Gwyneth Flamberg. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown, and we're here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, or stream our podcast wherever you choose to stream it. We've got pregnancy and baby announcements. We've got That's Not My Baby lawsuits. We've got not-so-shocking splits. We've got some surprisingly shockingly ugly splits. Some shows ending, some celebrities' diva demands, racist bachelorettes, reality dad's desperate pleas, stroke denials, celebrities who've tragically passed away, quarreling exes, southern charm cast members abandoning ship, and so much more. But before we dive into all that news, we need to set intentions as we do every week. That's right, where we tell celebrities what we want them to start doing or stop doing. Sarah, here on Kick It Off, who's your intention for? Well, I mean, the segment has now turned into Sarah Heron's intentions just come true. Okay, calm because down. Because during the finale of Vanderpump Rules last night, they broke the fourth wall, which I asked for. That's right. Yes, they and did. And I believe that they added that in because the finale was supersized. They added an extra 10 minutes, and I think it's because of this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. We manifest destiny here. We do. Wait, what so happened? So they broke the fourth wall, and they were like, sorry, we've been shitty to you, Sheena? No. Jax Taylor to Lisa was like, this is not just a TV show. These are my friends. This is my show. This is why my show has been successful. And Lisa was like, your show? Wow. <laughs> it's not it called crazy. Jax Taylor rules, my friend. It's certainly not. So now I need Keeping Up with the Kardashian producers to listen. I don't know if you heard that they have been sending them new iPhones every week to record this season, which I'm not totally sure why they need a new iPhone every week, I guess, to get the footage. And then so they don't send them back the old one for coronavirus concerns. But I need one, not a, not a bunch of I'm bored in the house, in the house bored quarantine content. I need them to bring those iPhones everywhere. And I need to see Chloe and Tristan talking about this alleged paternity scandal, which we'll get into. I need Kim to talk about that alleged tension with Kanye. They can't just be, you know, putting the iPhone in the living room and walking away. Like, I need these iPhones to be glued to their hands. I also want one of those iPhones. I don't, they can scrub it of the content, but all these new phones floating around, I, I need one. I will take one. I will risk Corona, Kim's <laughs> coronavirus germs to get a new iPhone. You are a true hero and it, don't pretend you just don't want it because you want to say, I got Kim's coronavirus germs. <laughs> Calm down, Sarah. You're on. Sharon, who is your intention for this week? 
I know we're going to talk about them, but, and I know Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler are having a really messy divorce right now. So I just need her to start working on a tell-all book. I know she can't say much right now because there's litigation and all that, but I really, really need to know what actually went down in this marriage because they were they were very private up until when they did the show. And so I really need context which we're missing right now. So that's my intention. Yeah, we've only got little bits and pieces via sources about what was going on behind the scenes, but I want to hear it from Kristen herself. Gwen, who's your intention for? My intention this week, Brody, is for Miley Cyrus. You guys may have seen that she got a haircut in quarantine into like a little cute sort of punky pixie shag that actually her mom, Tish, cut. If you guys haven't seen it, go over to usmagazine.com slash stylish. We've got the full story. But my intention for Miley is to just keep going, keep flexing those beauty muscles while you're in lockdown. I would actually like to see her hair get shorter and shorter. I want to see her have like a twiggy look by the end of this. Whoa. No. Twiggy, like a cute, yes. She could totally pull it off. It's not short enough yet. No. Gwen, remember Gwen. a couple, like a decade ago, she cut her hair and RIP Miley's bun trended on Twitter. That was hard for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. But, you know, she can, I don't know. I, I feel like she's a little bit of the gift that keeps on giving for me. She's an A-lister who, like, keeps changing her appearance. And okay, but I like it. you want it short like when Katy Perry went that short? Ooh. Like, I want it to be, like, a cute gamine cut. Like, right now, it's sort of in between the shag that she had okay. and an actual like twiggy kind of like, you know, Gamine, Jamie Richard circa 1993 oh. pixie haircut that like, I would just, I think she could totally rock it. It would look amazing. Okay, And well- it's interesting, you know, if you guys are get trust with us listeners <laughs> in the new episode that we'll post on Friday this week, we are speaking to Bryce Scarlett, who is one of Miley's hairstylists and, I can't wait for him to tell us everything that he thinks well, about this new cut and what she's capable of. In what is that a plug record? Wow, two Ooh, plugs in, in the first five minutes. Wow. That All was right. amazing. You know what? My intention, it was something. My intention <laughs> is for Lord. She wrote a long email about her music almost being ready. She's talking about her little desperate fans who are hungry to hear it. I know her new music is not out until next year, but I really want her to throw us a bone. I'm ready for more Lord. I'd backed off. My love of Lord, I think because of my own like insecurities about aging, because one of the housewives told me they love Lord so much. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like mom music. Like, like I could I, also like when I saw the housewives dancing to Bruno Mars, I was like, oh, my God, like this is what like moms dance to. And I, I was like, no, 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 I can't listen to Bruno Mars anymore. I can't listen to Lord. But I want like sexy Grimes-esque, but the peak Lord music, just like to her well, yeah. throw us a little single. Yeah. By the way, before there was Grimes, there was Lord. Yeah. So come on, well, Lord. Come on, I mean, take I mean, it back. They, take they it were, back. Yeah, they were kind of like around the same time, but I, I get what you're saying. And, and oh, yeah, but that's what I want. Although my little gay heart is about to explode considering <laughs> the Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande collaboration coming out this Friday, which I cannot wait for. I have high hopes. Did it already leak though? I saw something on Twitter. There was like a little whisper of it, but it wasn't it wasn't anything real. Oh. But let's let's pound through some news. We've got a lot of happy baby news. Jamie Otis gave birth from Married at First Sight. Kind of an interesting twist. They had given their baby one name, their little baby <laughs> boy one name, and then they changed it. Hayes. Yeah, to to Hayes. Hayes was the no, name. They Hayes was the it. name and they changed it to Hendrix, which is 
remarkable, but I think what happens in this age of creating an Instagram for your baby before the baby is born. <laughs> Wait, you know what I just realized? What? Okay, so I watched Married at First Sight that season, and another couple, the girl, Courtney Hendricks, is one of the co-stars on the show. Odd. Weird. Hmm, but interesting. Interesting. I, you know what? I'm, I'm down with either H name. We also on usmagazine.com revealed that Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix are expecting their first baby together, which is exciting. I mean, also dark. It's just going to be a dark baby. <laughs> I mean, because they're both very like dark, dark. actors yeah. with a capital A. Right. Yes, they are thespians. They are thespians. We're never going to see that child in public. I feel no, like. they're so wildly private. Yeah. And good for them. You know, I, I sort of appreciate that. You do your yeah. thing. Less wildly private, Dancing with the Stars pro, Lindsay Arnold, <laughs> who announced she's expecting her first child with her husband, Sam Cusick. Jade Roper, excited Bachelor Nation when she revealed that she is going to have another baby. Sarah, Bachelor fan, you must have been excited. Surprised? Um, I was a little surprised because we just talked to Jade and Tanner and... They clearly knew she was pregnant and were playing it down. And Tanner was like, I don't know. She wants a third one. I'm not so sure. And then literally five days later, I was like, by the way, we're pregnant. Yeah, thanks for that, Jade. And <laughs> Jade, no. great, great, Jade, Jade and Tanner. You know who's not having a baby? Tristan Thompson. He There was a lawsuit that he filed against a woman named Kimberly Alexander, accusing her of wanting her 15 minutes of fame, saying that she recently fabricated a false claim that he is the father of her nearly five-year-old son. As we've learned... Kristen agreed to take a DNA test, and it said that he is not the father of this woman's child. Sarah, were you surprised? Sharon, were you surprised? I thought at first, hearing about this, oh, you know, quite a possibility because we've seen a Tristan hasn't only been with Khloe Kardashian or the mother of his other child. He's been with more people and doesn't always follow the strict guidelines of a r- traditional relationship. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be very diplomatic. <laughs> but uh, Sharon, Sarah, were you surprised by the way this turned out? I don't care about Tristan. I just want Chloe to just get the hell away from him. So, I mean, I'm happy if, if that makes Chloe happy, but the best was just the the statement where it was like, to quote Michael Jackson, this kid is not my son. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I think is kind of weird in a statement, but yeah. Yeah, um, I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be his kid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to say I was I was like, wow, pretty, pretty surprised. But you know what? I'm still not convinced that it's not his son. Yeah. I'm, Allegedly. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Mama I'm ha- say Mama Sal Mamakusa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for Chloe, though, that, that so far things look good for Tristan. Same. I was surprised to read the news that Jude Law is going to be a dad for the sixth time. Of course, he recently said that he has a desire to have more children, but he already has five children with three previous partners um, outside of his current wife, Philippa Cohen. But that sort of brings him a little closer to future, like the rapper future status <laughs> we recently <laughs> talked about. It's I just didn't see it. It is hard to keep track. No, Gwen, were you surprised? You're you're a Jude Law fan. I am a Jude Law fan. I'm more a Jude Law fan in like his work. Like, for instance, I have watched The Holiday no less than six times in lockdown. But, you know, he got married over the summer. Remember, I was actually in London and I heard rumblings. I had friends who were going to this wedding and I was like, what? Like, I didn't even realize that he had chosen to get married again. You know, listen, he's just trying to trying to stay young. My father was 50 when I was born, so I get it. Old dads are awesome. But, you know, it's like that's a, it's a lot of kids to have with a lot of baby mamas. But you go, Jude. Clearly, 
the equipment still works. It makes me laugh just when like celebrities, like mainstream, like A-list celebrities have children with multiple different people because it's like so quote unquote trashy and like frowned upon on like teen mom when they all just like keep right. having babies and different people. But then yeah. you look at huge celebrities, like, I mean, Kate Hudson, all three of her kids have different fathers. Yeah. Like we, right. look at, they, we treat them also differently. So it makes me kind of laugh at like a few the double standard. Yeah, yeah. And the double standard. Yeah. Well, you know what? I understand that the heart wants what it wants, but what was, what was <laughs> bleak was when I was trying to Google Jude Law baby, this story from 2002 popped up. When Jude was with Sadie Frost and Iris, their daughter, who was two at the time, had eaten part of an ecstasy tablet that was found on the floor of the Soho house during a children's party. How terrifying flashback to 2002 is that? Well, actually, I think it's pretty amazing. And it's like peak early Soho house in London. And I'm into it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Really into it. And yes. that's Sadie Frost. She's like a friend of Kate Moss's. She's really cool. I think that she maybe is his coolest wife. No offense, yeah, Philippa. I don't know you, but. it's <laughs> cool. Uh, Kristen Cavallari has announced that very Cavallari. Sarah, I'm so sorry to hear this for your sake, because I know you're a longtime fan. Will not continue for another season. She said she's decided not to continue with Very Cavallari. She's loved her time filming. She's grateful to E! Entertainment. And this obviously comes on the heels of Kristen and Jay surprising that after surprising us with the news that after 10 years they're getting a divorce. Sarah, the fan, your take. I mean, listen, I'm part of me. I was initially shocked because I kind of thought that Kristen finally not having someone who didn't want to talk about her personal life, being on the show would give her the opportunity to tell her side of the story. It was pretty much like a bank way to get a fourth season when the show was kind of running out of storylines. I mean, it ran out of storylines after the first episode. Rude. But then at the same time, I am not shocked that she doesn't want to talk about it because they've never put their kids on the show. She clearly isn't like super into it. So I don't know though, because it's hard to do a reality show and not talk about what's really going on. But also how did she get three seasons of a reality show without ever really addressing anything? So this show has always (laughs) been weird. And I'm kind of sad to see it go. Yes, the source exclusively told us that Kristen couldn't do the show without addressing the divorce, and she didn't want to do that on camera. It's not what she wants to go through. But the source also sadly told us she will not be making increased appearances on the hills, other than the cameo she's filmed. Give it time. She will. Exactly. (laughs) Here's hoping. Here's (laughs) hoping. Guys, the news Ruby Rose is leaving Batwoman after one season. Do we care? No. No. I I have no idea. I thought that she had been on Batwoman. I thought the show had already been on for a few years. I didn't know the first season. I I, I didn't even know there was a a televised Batman. (laughs) Batwoman. No, didn't even know. I love Ruby Rose, but that just, nobody even knew about it. Well, the thing I love, I mean, this is on the CW and she plays Batwoman and Kate Kane. And I didn't know that the character, I'm terrible. I felt badly about this, is supposed to be an LGBTQ character. LGBTQ oh, really? Character. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And that it was notable because she's, Ruby Rose is a member of the LGBTQ community and the character's LGBTQ. So it was a great first, but I had no, no clue this well, was going here's on. here's the thing. Why didn't they like blast that out? Like why weren't people talking about it? Because I had no idea and it would have been you cool. You know how many superhero shows the CW has? It's impossible to keep them track. And two, it's been hilarious that now it's come out. Like, I don't know if this is a report or something Ruby said, but I just read that she didn't know she was going to have to shoot every week and she thought it was going to be like one week on, one week off. She's the star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was in an ensemble show like Orange is the New Black. So. But she's Batwoman right. in Batwoman on a show. <laughs> the CW still airs like 22 episode seasons. Like, this is old. Yeah. yeah. I stopped watching the CW when Montreal left. So it's oh, been a while. Yeah. 
I, I think it might have been called the WB then. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Travis is out this week, but can you tell us what happened on this day in pop culture history? Yeah, I mean, as always, Travis does it better. But two quick royal shout outs. Um, May 20th, 2017, Pippa and James Matthews got married. Oh, and cute. almost exactly a year later, Meghan and Harry got married on May 19th, 2018. Cute. But more fun, I did some Googling and I found this Us Weekly story that was published on May 21st, 2013. I'm nervous. Headline, Kristen Stewart visits Taylor Swift's house after Robert Pattinson breakup. <laughs> what? So this story, according to this oh oldest magazine.com story. Brody's like, that was my reporting. Oh my God. No, that was not my reporting. Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson broke up for good this time seven years ago after that whole cheating scandal. So they had gotten back together. They broke up for good. And apparently, this story says, after Kristen Stewart was caught cheating in July 2012, Robert Pattinson hid out at Reese Witherspoon's house. For their latest breakup, Stewart is seeking comfort from a girl who definitely knows a lot about heartbreak, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh Ooh, I forgot all about that, Diddy. Wow, that's, that's not even that old. But still, I totally had blacked, oh, the, blacked that out. Oh, that is a, that's a weird That's all one. I got for you. Thank you. That was a good one. You know what really shocked the pants off me last week? The Mary Kate Olsen split. I sort of had forgotten about them because, you know, we talked about how Joaquin and Rooney are so private. Mary Kate Olsen and Olivier Sarkozy are wildly private. Yeah. I think the image that is seared on our minds is of when they were at that game and he kissed her on the forehead and she looked so awkward. Like that was like the last that when you think about seeing them out and about in public or at events, like that's the first image that I think comes up for so many people. But we've heard that per our source, she has an ironclad prenup. So her business interests and fortune are protected because obviously she and her twin, Ashley Olsen, have a huge, huge operation, not just the row, but all the residuals and everything they made from their many on-screen projects. Sadly, we don't get those anymore. Not since I would do 2011. anything for Mary Kate and Ashley to make like another straight DVD movie. I know. There's just nothing in it for them. There's no incentive for them to come back to us. My happiness. Okay. As I said, there's nothing in it for them. (laughs) Brother for sale. I want pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. I I mean, they had a music career. They were everything. But the image in my head is of the imagery of the bowl of cigarettes they had at their Oh, me too. I can't forget about that too. Oh, that was so chic. I mean, they never seemed like a normal couple. Like they never see, it never made sense to me. Um, But what I think is really the most interesting tidbit to come out of this is that he's like a huge banking French financier. His brother obviously was the president of France. Like it, it sort of shocks me that she is worth wildly more money than he is. To me, that's the takeaway. Yeah. That is pretty bananas. And I love that. The age of 12. (laughs) Right. That helps. This surprised me because they had also, like Kristen and Jay, been married more than 10 years. Jamie King and Kyle Newman have split, as we reported. As we we reported, she submitted divorce paperwork in L.A. The two tied the knot in November 2007. They shared two kids, six-year-old James and four-year-old Leo. As we were reporting this out, uh, we saw that Jamie had been granted, partially granted, temporary restraining order request against Kyle so he cannot be granted not be within 100 yards of her. And that, to us, clearly indicated that something bigger was going on here. Ladies, when you read the statement from Kyle Newman, did your jaw not drop a little bit at the end of that statement? A little yeah. bit. I mean, I, I knew something was up because he is definitely quarantining with the children, I want to say, in Pennsylvania. Yes. And I thought that was kind of weird because they were always very, they seemed like a very tight-knit family. 
So yeah, this is very strange. And his statement was really strange. So this is another one where I need more details because something's up with these two. Yeah. So let me give our listeners a a taste of the statement. Kyle was deeply saddened by Jamie's attempt to obtain, obtain court orders, blah, blah, blah. As a result, he was extremely pleased that the judge nevertheless permitted the children to remain in his care as Kyle continues to solo parent as he has done throughout this pandemic. He remains entirely focused on putting the children's stability and welfare first. Kyle wants nothing but the best for his whole family in hopes that Jamie can find the peace and help she needs. What? That line? What? That line? Yeah. I'm like, yikes. It's definitely gone a long way from when we used to talk to Jamie about how she praised him as her best friend for his dedication and taking care of their family. Guys, did you read the story about Kanye West and his former bodyguard who was spilling all these secrets about working with him and the ridiculous rules he followed? This guy, Steve Stanulis, said, Kanye wanted you to stay 10 paces behind him on a city street. So if, mm-hmm. obviously, if someone was going to come up and do something by the time Steve would try to run up and prevent it, it would have already happened. He described Kanye as one of his least favorite clients he's ever worked for. He said if he was supposed to meet him at the studio, when he when Kanye gets there, they'd get into an elevator and Kanye would be like, aren't you going to push what floor we're going to? And Steve <laughs> would say, I have no idea. It's my first day. And Kanye would rant and say, so you mean you didn't call ahead to find out where I'm supposed to be going? And he's like ranting and raving at him. This, I mean, this guy, Steve, has worked with Leonardo DiCaprio, Cameron Diaz, Alanis Morissette, Woody Harrelson, Toby Maguire. But Kanye was the only one who he remembered having tense conversations with. Sarah Huron, were you surprised by someone sharing that they had a negative experience working with a demanding Kanye? No, I think that if I had to pick a celebrity, honestly, to have the weirdest demands and need a lot from their bodyguard, I would have gone with Kanye West. (laughs) Well, Sarah, if you were a celebrity of the stature of Kanye and you had a bodyguard, what would be your diva request for that bodyguard? I mean, what wouldn't be my diva request for that bodyguard, to be honest? But when I initially thought of this, my first instinct was, I'm going to need to be carried anytime I'm wearing uncomfortable (laughs) shoes. Gwen, what would your diva request be for your bodyguard? I would need my bodyguard to be able to do my hair. <laughs> Makes sense. That, yeah. that, that seems on brand for you. Sharon, your diva request for your bodyguard? I don't think it's that diva, but I just hate carrying stuff. So yeah, just carry all my stuff, makeup, laptop, all that stuff. Because I hate walking around New York City carrying all that stuff. That's right. it. You three have such sensible demands. Well, sensible women, you know? Yeah, that's true. Mine is... <laughs> Don't breathe audibly through your nose. I know we're anti <laughs> I know we're anti mouth breather, but I don't I don't love standing next to someone when they're like That's breathing through nose. And don't eat hard boiled eggs in front of me if I'm not eating them. That should be a given. <laughs> Totally. Those are the <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we should ask Travis this question next week because I feel like he would have right. a wild answer. Have I think he would have a good one. I think he would have you a good feel one. Like you have to tape my TikToks from this angle. Exactly. To press this, like it would have been good. Who's excited? Matthew Perry is back on the market. Oh no, god. N- none of. Okay. Well, maybe maybe excited isn't the way to capture it. But as Swipe we left. as we I met I met Matthew Perry in around like 1993. Oh. He was hot back then. He was hot back then. So back then I was excited. Yeah. Yes. Well, hopefully someone's excited because he has split from his girlfriend, Molly Hurwitz. And a source told us that he is back on Raya, messaging girls and getting back into online dating again. God. This, yeah. I I, I did think about like who he should date next because he keeps dating these like younger women, which is fine. But this is not right for him. And I'm thinking like, 
he needs someone who, you know, I don't know the state of his health now, but, and I don't want to speculate, but he's had issues in the past. So I feel like he needs like a good influence. And I was thinking like, what's Kristen Davis up to these days? Cause she's Ooh. sober. She's Ooh. responsible. She would be good. Ooh, she would good, good, Sharon. I like good. that. Great, Great idea. idea. So I'm thinking, but also he needs to clean up his appearance to get on her level. <laughs> Cause she's uh, obviously beautiful and he's kind of looking a little. Yeah. He also, I mean this, um, I don't know why we're doing it twice now, but I'm taking you back to an October, 2016 Us Weekly story that we had in Hot Hollywood. I love this little scoop we had at the time that he, in his house, he has an entire room dedicated to Batman. It's a source had told us at the time, it's a dark space near his bedroom filled with memorabilia, lots of movie posters and figurines. And he loves, and our source told us that he loves to show off his Batman collection to guests. Oh. And he's mourning Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he, if someone is, he is. And for me, that would be not a full deal breaker, but definitely a red flag. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> a dark space. Listen, deal breaker. I went on a second date with a guy who I went into his house and he had a bunch of Disney snow globes. Not no. like two. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. no. Listen, I was Pedophile. young. I was in, no, come on, Sarah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was a bit, in the middle of saying I was young, but I was not that young. But I was clearly more forgiving than you could. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. You didn't say there was a third date, though. So. Oh, no. There, unfortunately, <laughs> there was. But uh, oh, okay. guys, Ryan Seacrest returned to live with Kelly and Ryan after people were very worried on social media that something was wrong with him. He had to rest and he thanked Mark Consuelos when he came back. From the show because after American Idol, he did not show up to live on Monday. When the finale of American Idol aired on Sunday, people on social media were concerned that he was showing symptoms of a stroke because, as you know, Twitter is filled with doctors um, <laughs> who are eager to share their opinion. His they eye was said, really weird looking. Okay. They said his eye was swollen and he was slightly slurring his words. Sarah, as you probably know, my eye was swollen for two weeks because I had a sty, which thank God my doctor said because everyone's work. taking everyone. My doctor said everyone in quarantine has been reporting styes because they're taking too much vitamin D and vitamin E. So I was like, maybe Ryan Seacrest is just like us and needs to like Honestly, ease probably. up on the vitamin D. Probably. Well, then we were able to confirm with the source that he did not suffer a stroke, thankfully. And his rep said in a statement that he's adjusting to the new normal, finding work-home balance with the added stress of having to put on live shows from home. He's been struggling three, four on-air jobs over the last few weeks, and he's in need of rest. So he took a day off. And he does work, he wor- he has wildly hard. Yeah. It doesn't but make any he, sense to me. I mean, he's working very hard all the time, not even in quarantine. So wouldn't you think maybe he, I guess he's having a hard time separating it? It's like maybe fair. He's the yeah. clock? It's, it's definitely hard. But, you know, it's there's another thing here with all these people talking about his appearance online. And that really resonated for Kelly Ripa, who said that viewers have been talking about how she looks shiny when she's doing her own makeup at home. And she clapped back at that. Gwen, do you like that? That's up your alley, the clapback. Well, do I like the clapback? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, don't do. like it all that people are commenting. So basically, Kelly Ripa clapped back at fans who were saying that she and Ryan looked shiny. And, you know, she said, like, it's not easy to be doing basically live television from home on your own. Like, could you imagine if you're somebody who goes into hair and makeup every single day and now all of a sudden, like, not only do you have to, like, be totally on for your viewers, 
but you have to like do the hair, do the makeup, do the wardrobe, make sure everything you're wearing is like pressed and perfect and looks great on camera. You know, Kelly Ripa is a wife and a mom and she's doing a great job on the show. I'm glad that, you know, she and Ryan kind of joked about it. Ryan pointed out um, his bronzer that he uses supposedly, allegedly, as Sarah would say, to cut shine. But, you know, <laughs> Kelly was making fun of him for wearing makeup because, you know, let's be honest, Ryan Seacrest, in addition to having his eye look wonky every now and then, often does look quite tan. Orange. Oh, even. yes. Yeah. Southern California living, Looks Gwen. So Southern tan. California living. <laughs> he lives in New York now because of live. Okay, fine. Sorry, I forgot about that. Whatever. But, you know, like Pass. everybody give Kelly Ripa a break. She, like everybody else, is just like us and doing the best she can. And by the way, she looks amazing. Everybody, every single one of those haters wishes they looked even close, maybe 10% of what Kelly Ripa looks like, even doing her own hair and makeup. Very true. Because this split hurt for some reason. And even though I knew we had an idea that it was coming because Brian Austin Green was spotted out and about without his ring several times and the ring was back on. Then we saw this weird situation where it looked like Brian and Megan Fox were passing off the kids. Brian confirmed that he and Megan have split after 10 years of marriage. He took to a podcast and shared what was going on. He said, I will always love her and I know she'll always love me. And I know as far as a family, what we have built is really cool and really special. He said, it sucks when life changes and something you're used to that you've been doing for 15 years, you try and not get rid of, but you change. That's the unknown aspect. And he said he didn't want people to villainize Megan. He also said he didn't want people to villainize Machine Gun Kelly, who, as we Colson. saw in pictures, was hanging out with Megan. And Brian addressed that. He said, she's met this guy, Colson, on set. I've never met him. Megan and I have talked about him. They're just friends at this point. I trust her judgment. She's always had really good judgment. Well, a source told us that Megan and Machine Gun Kelly have been spending more and more time together because of their work schedules and filming together. They started off as friends and their relationship grew from there. Megan thinks Machine Gun Kelly is a really cool guy and their relationship turned more romantic. They've definitely hooked up and are seeing where things go. Thoughts, ladies? I have so much to say. Me too. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. (laughs) First of all, these two fascinate me. And if I need a tell-all, I know it's not going to come from either of them, but I would love to know the inner workings of that relationship. They've been on and off forever. She filed for divorce a couple years ago. Then they got pregnant with the third kid and got back together. I mean, he's David Silver. Like, I love him. And the fact that he went on, he has a podcast, question mark, and that he went on it and told us all of this is wild. Like, I appreciate it. Then there's the fact that they met on a movie that Randall Emmett, Lala Kent's fiance, is directing. Like, what the hell is going on there? You mean Megan and Machine Gun? Megan and Machine Gun. Yeah, Megan and Machine Gun met on the set of a movie that Randall Emmett is directing. And now she's in his music video, Bloody Valentine. And you guys, it's a journey. Not only do they like have a lot of sexual tension and almost kiss, she feeds him a donut. Then she puts a hairdryer in a full bathtub that he's in and like kills him. What? Okay. That is hot. And also it's shockingly. It's femme fatale. Like. Because it's called Bloody Valentine. Okay, fine, Joe. The donut eating so erotic. Mm -hmm. Travis always yells at me, and so does Brody, because I guess I like am not cool. But I don't know any Machine Gun (laughs) Kelly songs. Sarah, (laughs) I thought Tim and G Easy were the same person. Sarah, wait, no. To be honest, I do too, and that's why we're gonna talk about G Easy right after this. But wait, we need to finish about Machine Gun Kelly. 
I did not take Brian Austin Green for a cryptic quote a la Khloe Kardashian kind of person. And (laughs) over the weekend, when he posted that image about a butterfly saying eventually butterflies get bored sitting on a flower for too long, they start feeling smothered. It's a great big world and they want to experience it. He posted it on her birthday. It was so weird. And everyone knows she has the butterfly tattoo Mm -hmm. on, on her back. And I was like, wait, I didn't think you were that guy, Brian. I thought you were cooler than a cryptic quote person. No, his Instagram is so weird. Not only does he do stuff like that, he also changes his Instagram bio based on like what's happening in the world. I kind of like that. Sorry. Like he'll it's be re- like, I don't know, like Beverly Hills 90210 coming back, whatever. Or, but he won't write that. He'll be like, the show will be here soon. And now it's like, be kind to one another. Like he like changes it. And I've noticed like always just based on like cryptic. And there's always a lot of smiley faces involved. He's interesting to me. I think these two are going to get back together. I mean, they They always do. Yeah, they always do. And I will say, I thought his quotes on his podcast, I didn't actually listen. I heard he was a little emotional. They were somewhat mature of like a relationship that if you're with someone for so long, of course, you're going to have ups and downs and all that stuff. I don't know. I thought it was actually a very mature response. I kind yeah, of feel like he's hurting, but probably not showing it. But these two are going to get back together. That's that's my oh thought. Oh, my. Okay. Well, listen, as someone who spent the last couple of years in an on and off again relationship, I want him to break the cycle right. <laughs> with Megan. And I also want him to break the cycle for Channing Tatum and Jesse J because we've seen them <laughs> get together, break up, get together. And now who knows what they're doing because Channing is like taking out the trash at Jesse J's apartment or house in like gold lame pants. Uh, so <laughs> I want Brian Austin Green to date Jesse J to break oh. the on and off again cycle for both of them. Jesse J is also kind of like in that Jenna Dewan, yeah. uh, like Megan Fox, sort of like sexy, edgy brunette field. And I feel like the, the mix of the music and the acting might work for them. So that's who I think he should date next. Sarah, who do you think? Okay, well, that's so interesting you note that because I also noted he loves brunettes. Tiffany Thiessen, Vanessa Marcel, Megan Fox, his three Mm -hmm. most mainstream relationships. Well, my dream would be for Tori Spelling to dye her hair brown and for them to get together in real life. (laughs) Oh, Donna and David forever. That's my actual dream. I don't think if Tori didn't leave Dean uh, a couple years ago, she's not leaving him then. So actually, I'm going to suggest Minka Kelly. Oh, very for him. Very in his real house. Smart active like an activist sexy not doesn't like to talk about a pro- pro- her personal life yeah but but he said that megan doesn't like to talk about his personal life but he's used to being the one who shares and being with the partner who doesn't talk about it i don't know i could see it that's an inspired choice gwen who do you think brian austin green should date next probably anna de armas when i'd be sure you forget their matching necklaces ready now oh, no. she's totally in his wheelhouse though guys no. she totally is she totally uh, no. is and she's like young and hot and latina sharon Tharp, who do you think brian austin green should date next i was also thinking that but i think he needs like a hot hookup with like a brunette like even Courtney Kardashian, Mary Kate Olsen, since she's single. Ooh. Although I don't know if she's blonde or not these days. But I actually think then he should settle down with someone. And I don't know if she would want this, but like January Jones. Oh. She's oh. super mature. She's, I don't know. Funny. I, she's, she, yeah, she's funny. Exactly. She has a good sense of humor. I like, I would well, like that. we gave him great options, so. Inspired. I like this Courtney Kardashian hookup. Yeah, I think he needs like a hookup right now since you know, the machine gun Kelly of it all. Yeah. Someone who's like hot and really open about it and would flaunt it. 
I would love Nina Dobrev, but she's apparently with Sean White. So yeah, mm. yeah, we've reported that she's with Sean White, and I'm 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 not as enthusiastic about that couple. I'm super into it. I like it. I like it a lot. Wow. Nina Dobrev would be interesting just because Brian Austin Green is like from the '90s era of like teen drama, like David Silver Forever, and then like she's like vampire. Like it would be weird for him to start dating someone who's like the next generation like teen drama star. Yeah, yes. I think just that- a hookup. Just a hookup. That's sensible. It's like a palate cleanser. Yes, exactly. Well, I also, you know, I think that's sort of the recommendation that Ashley Benson is taking right now, because as we have reported, Ashley Benson and GEZ are hooking up and it's not that serious. This comes after Ashley Benson's split from Cara Delevingne. They were together for a couple of years. I was surprised that they split, but then even more surprised that Ashley and GEZ, after collaborating together on the music... I guess that's how it always cover happens. Of, the cover of Creep by Radiohead. The the cover we were all dying to hear, no, have been hanging out seeing each other, but it's not serious. Well, Brody, as you said, the heart wants what the heart wants. Thank you. Thank you, Selena Gomez. And thank you for, for paying it forward. Megan King Edmonds. She's got a Wait, new boyfriend. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Which one of them dated Kate Beckinsale? Oh, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly said he did not date Kate Beckinsale. But she was like seen out with him. Because he's friends with Pete Davidson. Maybe Brian Austin Green should date Kate Beckinsale. Oh. Oh. I could see it. I would she's, she's, a little, no, he's she's a little old for her. Yeah. She likes True. guys in their early 20s. She marries older. Uh, she like has kids and marries older ones. She's just flirting around with these young guys. Oh, he doesn't need more kids. He already has four. Yeah, I know. And she doesn't want any more kids either, but they can still, I don't know. Well, either way, thank, oh, thank God he's not dating Megan King Edmonds. <laughs> I know. Well, she's dating, <laughs> she's dating somebody new, which came as a surprise. It was seven months after her split. We reported that she's dating this guy who lives... In Utah, but I think probably the juicier thing beyond her dating Christian Schaff is that she and Jim Edmonds are back at it again. Jim's rep told us that Jim is happy and relieved to have Aspen Hayes and Hart back with him in St. Louis. Megan's social media and blog posts the past few weeks have been somewhat distressing and Jim was a bit concerned about her state of mind. As happy as Jim is to have the kids home, he did not require Megan to travel during the shutdown and bring them back. He would never do anything to put his children at risk. Now, a friend of Megan's told us that Megan took every precaution to spend time with Christian, her boyfriend, after taking care of her kids for nine weeks in a row because they were with her in California and after being cheated on left and finding out via the media that Jim filed for divorce and immediately moved on with a former friend and moved her into the home Megan built. She offered to, I know, she offered to fly with the kids back to St. Louis on a private plane and play for half of it. And Jim declined. She offered to keep them in California longer. And Jim said no. Megan also offered to get the kids tested for antibodies, but Jim declined that too. Sarah, your thoughts? I'm, I, I can't. I can believe it. I can't believe it, but I completely can. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, this is like sad and upsetting, but also the least shocking thing on the planet because these two couldn't come up with a custody agreement anyway because she they lived in St. Louis. Then she wanted to move back to California, so they were fighting about that. And now that we're in quarantine, like this can only make it worse. It was more shocking to me when Jim Edmonds openly started dating the woman that they allegedly had a threesome with. Courtney. <laughs> and yes, Courtney. Courtney and with a K. Courtney with a K. Courtney O'Connor, I believe. She's at their house in St. Louis. Megan's new guy is very cute. And he owns like a emergency relief company. Like he sells like emergency yeah. kits. Interesting. Um, but he lives in Utah. She lives in California. The kids are in St. Louis. She's a former housewife of Orange County. Like, I'm a little worried about how this is all going to work. So many locations, we need a map. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not good with geography. Not a shock. That's what I was about to say. The shocker. So thank you for saying it for <laughs> me. I out of the geography being in sixth grade. 
You know, it's also not a shocker. John Goslin is not talking to the kids that don't live with him and that still live with his ex, Kate Goslin. John has been telling all to entertainment tonight. He said, Kate and I don't live that far away from each other. And I feel like there's an invisible wall. We should be able to all just get together. Then he said to the camera, Leah, Aiden, Joel, and Alexis, I love you. You're welcome to come over. Call Hannah and Colin. I don't know what's holding you up. I don't know what the ill will is. But if you watch or don't watch or see it on the internet, I love you. Happy birthday. Sorry I have to go through media channels. What the actual hell? What? Why? What The, the plea to your kids through the media please talk to me i'm pretty sure just like some gentle advice this is not how it's going to happen the only way those kids are going to see that is if it gets remixed into a tiktok oh he is a dj isn't he john goslin he could remix it i think he's trying to stay relevant i just think he's like thirsty for attention because if he's really trying to reach his kids that ain't the way like sarah said i'm shocked that they haven't gotten another TV show out of this somehow. Well, they're trying. Kate's had yeah. that dating show on TLC. Oh, that, that, that plays like real. every two years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so weird about the Goslins too is like they go off the air and something happens and then the show will come back and then they're they're just like they never actually really go away and I don't necessarily need them to. It's just like bizarre. There's so much like we don't really know. Yeah. Legally Blonde three is happening. Reese Witherspoon announced on Instagram that Mindy Kaling, Dan Gore will be writing. Mindy, obviously, huge star in her own right and also prolific writer. Dan, who wrote for Parks and Recreation, is the co-creator of Brooklyn 999. Gwen, what do you hope happens in Legally Blonde 3? Oh, God. I mean, so much. There's so much. But really, I just hope that Elle Woods has babies that are Maybe there are twin girls and one is going to go off to Harvard yeah. early, like a Doogie Hauser sort of situation. That's good. I, but- I, I, you know, honestly, it's like I, I can't even, I would be the happiest baby in bedrock if this happened. I like that. Sarah, what about you? What what do you so, want to see happen for Elle? My initial thing was like, I feel like I've heard Reese Witherspoon say before that like Elle would be running for some sort of office or president or something. But the second that... Gwen brought up Harvard, obviously, from the first movie. Now I need Elle Woods to, like, be fighting the college cheating scandal fight and oh, finding out good. kids that are sneaking in to college <laughs> without the right um, grades and merits. Like, that would be everything. I like that. I like that. Sharon, what about you? I had to Google what happened in the second one, to be honest with you, because I only remember... Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde? Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it would be kind of fun if she took on a president of sorts, like the current one, and maybe like Alec Baldwin could make like a cameo or something. I don't know. I, I was just, I don't know. Yeah, I want to see her have like a little actiony twist. I miss like an Angelina Jolie in Salt. Like I want something like that where she <laughs> no. kicks ass. You know what I mean? She can still have the ditzy thing, but I want it to have a little bit more of a contemporary, grittier spin. I don't know. I want her to, I want, I think I'm watching too much Buffy lately and I want to see more blondes that are fighting, but oh, I want Buffy her to is be able so to, good. Buffy, I'm, Buffy I'm, and I'm, Angel forever. I'm, I'm so drunk on forever, Buffy. Forever, Gwen. Forever. An hour. As we have to get through some grim, uh, very tragic news, Shad Gaspard, the WWE star, his body was found. Uh, lifeguards from the LA County Fire Department confirmed that there was a body matching his description on the shore of Venice Beach. He was pulled out to sea this weekend when he was swimming with his 10-year-old son in a rip current at the newly opened beach. Uh, they were closed because of the pandemic. The wrestler told lifeguards to rescue his son first, and his son was pulled from the water. They searched for Shad for days and unfortunately just found his body. It was very, very tragic. Hope Solo's dog, 
has also passed away. Hope shared on Instagram. They're brokenhearted to share that he passed away from blood loss. He fought to the very end. He was running through the woods at one point and was shot by a hunter. Hope shared that after this happened, she, she said, we are struggling to make sense of anyone using their right to own guns to shoot pets of any kind. We've had pets come onto our property and always help them get home safe. Also, quite, quite sad news and that Conan was one of their five Dobermans. Mm. Frank from Trading Space has passed away. His former co-stars Vern and Carter Oosterhaus shared tributes on Instagram. Vern wrote, lovely Frank Bielik passed away today from complications following a heart attack. I'm so, so saddened. Unbelievably funny, wise, nice and talented. Frank always lent the right perspective and needed levity to every situation. Yeah, very, very, very sad. Guy. He Damn. was such a mainstay on Trading Spaces. Yeah, he's so good. And beloved comedy great Fred Willard, who so played sad. Phil Dunphy's dad on Modern Family and had a bunch of other iconic roles, passed away at the age of 86. I thought you were going to say Jerry Stiller. You didn't even get to him. No, I think we covered Jerry Stiller last week. Oh, sorry. We did. Yeah, we did. Sorry. We did. You know, in lockdown, the days just blend together. Yeah, yeah, there's just too much going on. Guys, we need to lighten it up a little bit. Let's play a round of It's Time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. That's right. It's where we step into the imaginary boxing ring, put on those imaginary gloves, and put the celebrities who are celebrating their birthdays this week into fights with each other. This round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania will be refereed by Jojo Siwa, who turned <laughs> 17 this week. You can go to usmagazine.com to check out portions of my interview with her. Wow, that was wild. And you're a fan now. I, I am a fan. I'm so, I love Brody's interviews with JoJo. Definitely go watch them. They're thank amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Two, she had a, her birthday party, which was just like at her house, not like because, you know, Corona, was JoJo Siwa themed. Oh, <laughs> she had her own face on plates and all her like merch that I'm sure kids buy. Like, I was so jealous. Yeah, she is the merch queen. When I was quarantined with my family, my 13-year-old cousin really wanted her ice cream from Walmart. I was like, what? She has ice cream at Walmart? Everything. She does, she does. But let's get into this round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Gwen Flamberg. Yes. Bob Saget turns 64 on May 17th versus Busta Rhymes, who turns 48 on May 20th. Oh, this is, this is <laughs> one for the ages. This is really one for the ages. And even though... I find Bob Saget creepy. I think that he would take out Busta. Oh, my God. Well, I do. I think he would. Okay, Sharon Thurp. Tina Fey turns 50 on May 18th. And guess who else turns 50? Naomi Campbell turns 50 oh. on May 22nd. Oh, that's not even a... <laughs> it's not a fair fight. It's oh, not a fair fight. Naomi, Naomi all day. I know. Well, Sarah here on Housewives fan. I've got a Housewives-themed matchup for you. Candy Burris turns 44 on May 17th versus Kim Zolciak Bierman, who turns 42 oh. on May 19th. Oh, I mean. Battle of the Candy. Weaves. Yeah, and Candy would not let Kim Zolciak Bierman even come close to Absolutely her. not. Candy's got this. Absolutely not. Gwen, it's 64-year-old Bob Saget versus 50-year-old Naomi Campbell. Who wins? I mean, Naomi <laughs> Campbell would beat him with a telephone and <laughs> then do a roundhouse <laughs> kick to the head. Totally, no. totally Naomi. Yes. Sharon, it's 50-year-old Naomi Campbell and 44-year-old Candy Burris. That's tough. It is tough. I, Candy I, is tough. I know. Tough. She's also what, what, did, what did she say? Yeah, what did she say at the slumber party, Sarah? She was like, I will run up on a bitch or something. When she, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. She'd she so be, re- she be restrained because she was going to hit Mallory. 
Right. Oh, wow. TBT. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like because she's smaller, she could just kind of knock Naomi over. <laughs> <laughs> she could just well, run that, that's great. I mean, Candy wrote no scrubs. Yeah. She can, like, she did. take anyone. Yeah, she so could I think we've got to go with Candy, actually, on this one. Well, congrats, Candy Burris, and happy birthday. Sarah Huron, please tell us what is going on with the wild cast of Southern Charm. They're problematic. They're abandoning ship. What's happening here? There's a lot. Yeah, Southern Charm has been kind of problematic a lot in the last couple of years. First, we had Thomas Ravenel um, be accused of sexual assault, and he got fired. Catherine has been in and out of rehab a few times. They have two little kids together. Most recently, Cameron, who's like the voice of reason, she was on Real World. She's like very beloved in the Bravo universe and in reality TV. She surprised fans by confirming she wasn't coming back for the upcoming seventh season, which is only filmed for a few weeks before they were forced to shut down. And at first it just seemed like she was, there was, there was a lot of questions about why she would leave because she's like the narrator of the show. And then all these weird reports started leaking out on the Bravo blogs about her husband, who's only been on the show once, like never is not a part of it, had an affair with this makeup artist. And people were saying that Catherine was the one who started the rumor. And it was just like crazy mayhem. And Catherine has denied being involved in that. Of course, this was all happening after Catherine was accused of being racist for messages she was sending. She used a monkey emoji during a fight with a black woman. It's just like the show is apart she also tried to pull that thing where when someone is calling out white people for being racist she says that those people calling out white people for racism are racist so this girl is so backwards and upside down but thank goodness she'll be in another season in charleston so just take that (laughs) thank you i'll read between the lines there yeah um but i'm a little sad because i love cameron and i'm a little worried about where this is going to go but i as far as we know season seven is still going to be be a thing so we'll see well there aren't only racist and problematic people in charleston because the they're also in alabama Yes, the former beloved Bachelorette, Hannah Brown, is in some serious hot water after a really, really problematic Instagram Live where she used the N-word and it took her a longest time to apologize after initially denying that she had said it. She went on Instagram over the weekend and she was singing along to DaBaby's song, Rockstar. Really big on TikTok right now. Great dance. Well, she sang lyrics that included the racial slur, and then she claimed that she did not realize it came out of her mouth until people were telling her in the comments. She said, I'd never use that word. I've never called anybody that. We don't say that word. And then later, she issued a more formal apology and said, I owe you all a major apology. There's no excuse. I will not justify what I said. I've read your messages, seen the hurt I caused. I own it all. I'm terribly sorry. And I know that the language is unacceptable. I promise to do better. A source told us she's really embarrassed and ashamed. She did not intentionally say the word. Okay. But she understands that she was completely in the wrong and also understands why people are upset with her. She sees this as a major lesson and is truly sorry. Well, Bachelor Nation thankfully weighed in. Sarah, what were some of the, the thoughts of Bachelor Nation? Um, I mean, the biggest consensus from Rachel Lindsay, who was the only person of color we've ever had be the lead of a Bachelor show. Um, and also head- one of the most beautiful. Oh, Rachel yeah. Lindsay's like the prettiest. The smartest, probably. Yeah. yeah. She's an attorney, or she was before she, you know, became a reality star. <laughs> Mike Johnson, who was on her season, who um, was season. a fan favorite. And Hannah season. Also a black man. They're all basically saying that her apology just seems lackluster. I think people want her to own it a little bit more and have a dialogue about it. She has almost 3 million followers. She's really popular, a huge following. And her fans are defending her. 
And then she needs to, you know, maybe tell them that they shouldn't be defending her. She needs, they want her to like turn this into a lesson. Rachel Lindsay came out and said that she reached out to Hannah and said, we should talk about this and create this dialogue and have a safe space. Hannah declined instead, put out that Instagram statement that didn't really seem personal. So I think people are obviously upset with her for singing the lyric. And if you watch the video, it's really awkward because she skips the F word, yeah, but doesn't skip the N word. So yes. it's like a little, it's just not great. Um, but people are upset with how she's handling it and wish it was more of like a dialogue and a conversation and don't want her fans like defending her. Yes. And I think we've seen some Bachelor people be very deliberate in the way they're talking about it. I find it odd that they're trying to differentiate whether they find her racist or just that incident racist. I think Becca Martinez really hit it the nail on the head when she said you can't say the N-word because Black people say it. Black people reclaim the use of a word that was used for centuries to oppress and dehumanize them. So no, it's not cool to just sing it along the lyrics of a song, especially not on your platform. And I guess we'll be seeing more Bachelor Nation speak out about it, but I do think we need to see Hannah Brown do something further in terms of showing that she's really learned her lesson here. But but also notable that we're seeing someone like Nick Vile saying, I don't think Hannah Brown should be canceled. Yeah, and I don't think she, I mean, I don't think she should be canceled either, but I also think she should not try to pretend like she didn't do it and she should probably have taken Rachel Lindsay up on her offer and had an ally in this and they could have, you know, made it a teachable moment, I think is what people are trying to say because she's a 25 year old young girl. She's going to make mistakes, but she has very, very, very passionate fans following her. And it's only going to further the problem if they are sticking up for her when she's wrong and she knows she's wrong. So she should tell them to stop defending her and making this worse. Yeah. I actually, I know everyone says this, but I do think it's true. Like if it's in your vocabulary, it slips out of your mouth. Like I would, it just wouldn't ever slip out of my mouth. And the way I watch the video and the way she says it, she almost slows down her speech knowing that she's saying something wrong. And then her friend like chuckles a little bit. So to me, watching the video was like really eye-opening because I was like, "Mm, okay, yeah. I'm not convinced she doesn't use this word with her friends, which is really problematic. And I think it's actually kind of nice in a weird way to see this happen in in the sense that this happens all the time. And I think people don't realize as much. Yeah, and don't. Yes, and don't realize the how serious it is and how they shouldn't be saying it. And I mean, she was so beloved. I mean, she won Dancing with the Stars. And as we had reported, ABC wanted her to be the Bachelorette again because there yeah. was such an interest in her. Um, but I think definitely the silver lining is maybe a really teachable moment, not just for her, but for a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. And big picture, before all you thirsty people who are trying so hard to stay relevant, and you're doing your TikToks and you're posting whatever you're posting on social. Just remember that once it's out there, it's out there and you can't take it back. So you need to be very, very conscious of your actions and don't just like slap content up there to try to look good and stay relevant because you can make yourself not only look very bad, but actually lose money and power. Yeah, the very least. And standing. Yeah, and you're standing. Guys, it's time, our final segment, 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. Listeners, you can play along as these three try to guess who we did this 25 Things You Don't Know About Me with. This is from a May 2010 issue. Are you three ready? Let's go. My first job was teaching ballet classes when I was 17. Number two, I didn't get my ears pierced until I was 45. Wonder what I'll get pierced when I'm 90. Number three, I often have dreams that I can fly. Number four, I was an only child. Number five, I lived in the same duplex in West Hollywood for 16 years. Number six, I haven't had any plastic surgery or injectables. Number seven, my first car was a used Chevy Caprice and it was very fast. 
Number eight, I'm the lead singer for a group called Supreme Music Program. Number nine, I like to watch golf on TV. Number 10, there was a time when I was inexplicably good at miniature golf. Number 11, I don't like motorcycles. Number 12, motorcycles love me, so it's awkward. Number 13, my senior year in high school, I was the editor of my school's literary magazine. Number 14, I won the poetry award at graduation. Number 15, number 13 plus number 14 equals nerd. Number 16, I considered interior design as a career. Number 17, I don't like violent movies or TV. Wow, no guesses yet, you guys? This, is, this, this person is all over the place. Yeah, there's no like <laughs> distinctive thing other than they do ballet and they're over 50, 45. Number 18. And they're a whack job. Number Wait, Kate, Kate, Kate what's her name with the red hair who I love? Mulgrew? No. No. Oh, Walsh? Num- no. Kate Walsh. No. Number 18, when I was in sixth grade, I could type 80 words a minute. Number 19, I was a model for an adult art class when I was in junior high. That sounds crazy. Amy Poehler. No. Number 20, I was very messy in college, but now I'm super organized. Number 21, I tested for the role of Nancy in Sid and Nancy. Number 22, I haven't had a soda for at least 15 years. Number 23, when I went to audition for blank, I auditioned to play blank, but I got the part of blank instead. Oh, Worked thanks. out fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's helpful. that's helpful. Number 24, I was a big fan of blank before I was a cast member. Brody, we don't have one guest. Fine. Give us something. Number 24, I was a big fan of Party Down before I was a cast member. Number 25, Party I love down. I love Los Angeles and I hate mayonnaise. Those things have nothing to do with each other, but I only had space for 25 things. Uh, go back to the role that she auditioned for. I can't because it'll give it away. Well, well we, we don't have a guest. Fine, I'm just going to reveal it. When I went to audition for Will and Grace, I auditioned to play Deborah Grace. Deborah I, no, no. Megan Rawlings. Yes, I auditioned uh, to play Grace and I got the part of Karen instead. There's nothing telling. It was a good one. I had to dust some serious dust off that one because that was a 2010 issue. But better luck next time, ladies. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening to our Hot Hollywood podcast. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, or stream our podcast wherever you choose to hear it. Please find us on social media. Let us know if there are more things you want to talk about next week. We will bring them up. There are fewer things you want us to talk about that we talked about this week. And you can always join us again here on our Hot Hollywood podcast. Thank you for subscribing, for listening, for sharing, and tuning in. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again. Bye-bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.